Welcome to The Healing Cocoon. I'm Jacoby Gray, soul alignment and success coach and energy healer, which means I can intuit the subtle layers of your energy field to promote ultimate health and well-being. My goal for this podcast is to shed light on the healing journey itself and help you feel more supported as you embark on the process of unpacking your past to consciously create your present and start living the life of your dreams. Through the study of coaching, kinesiology, holographic kinetics, meditation, Reiki, the chakra system, and many other modalities, I've learned how to release the blocks that were holding me back. Now I'd love to help you do the same. By embarking on your own self-healing process, you'll see the world transforming around you in ways you never thought possible. You'll begin to experience more connection, clarity, love, fulfillment, synchronicity and success than you've ever had before. So welcome to the Ascension. Hello beautiful humans and welcome back to the Healing Cocoon podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because it marks the beginning of our metamorphosis chats which will be released normally on a Friday, but I've decided to drop the first chat in our usual Tuesday spot, which is when I'm normally interviewing a practitioner about their personal healing journey and the processes that they've used and now teach or administer to other people to help them on their journeys. But these metamorphosis chats are going to be short and intimate, just you and me, deep diving into the healing process as I've lived it. And let me tell you, I have it. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly. Um, you know, I had a reading with a Vedic astrologer uh, two days ago, which I was really excited about. And I just, I felt a ping. I, um, I have a friend who is constantly raving about this person, this um, astrologer, and I was like, you know what, I'd be really curious about Indian astrology versus um, the more classic, well, I don't want to say more classic, but the style that we're used to um, when we get an astrological reading. And so I wanted to, I was curious, and he pulled up my chart it was one of those divine moments where I texted him and he said, actually, I've been waiting for 10 minutes already for my current client and they're not showing up. So do you just want to jump on right now? I said, absolutely. So I grabbed my birth, you know, details, my date, my time and place and all those things. And we jumped online and we had this chat, which came at a very poignant time with some uh, stuff that I'm working through right now in my own life. I'm actually... Uh, reprogramming my uh, fight or flight response so my trauma response as it lives physically in my body now that I've cleared all the uh, I guess emotional stuff or enough of the emotional stuff behind it to actually do the physical work because the physical is the ultimate manifestation of the mental and emotional so I'm at this place, that's what I'm working through. And this astrological reading that I just had uh, gave me a key, a very important key to help me unpack uh, some of this work that I'm doing. But I will quote, when he looked at my chart, he said, you have excessive levels of trauma in your chart. I mean, it's unforgivable, some of it, to be honest with you. You don't deserve it. 
but some of it was self-chosen by accident and some of it was fated so that you can have as many compassion and empathy tools as you need in your tool belt because you're an intuitive off the Richter scale. It's a very integral spiritual chart and hardship is often the path to get all the shaman wounds bleeding so that you can work from those places. And it was a confirmation of what I've started to understand about my life in the past few years in particular. I've been told now by several different people that as this is my life's work, which is to help other people on their healing journeys, I have had to experience many different types of traumas and hardships and work through them so that I have the capacity to hold space for others to do the same. So there's a lot that I'm excited to share with you and unpack and to help you illuminate in your own journeys. Uh, But today for the first metamorphosis chat, I thought I'd just start by talking about the pinpoints of awakening uh, of my own journey along the way. Uh, that led to my studies and my education and the different modalities that I'm trained in. I think, to be honest, my deepest teacher has been the traumas themselves. But in terms of uh, validation and actual study, this is the journey that I've been on. So I've always had this desire and this drive to better myself and understand myself and emancipate myself from my pain, my internal struggles. And I had my first awakening at 10 years old when I experienced a a traumatic event that completely split my world in half. And the moment that I recall that happening, I mean, it was the event itself but the moment where I sort of had an awakening to, to uh, a different way of seeing life is I was in church, which is something that my family did every Sunday. We went to church and I was very much being um, a child of the light and someone who believes in love wholeheartedly. I loved the teachings of the Bible that I was being taught in Sunday school and I believed in Noah's Ark and I believed in uh, love thy neighbor and I believed that we were all trying to be good people. That made a lot of sense to me. And then I experienced this event that was so traumatizing and I wasn't given the ability to process it. So I was left on my own to... um, it just completely internalize that and try to figure it out, which of course I did not have the ability to. So I was sent into a complete state of fight or flight, a complete state of hypervigilance. And to be honest, I'm not sure I ever came back down (laughs) to a place of rest and digest in my nervous system from that point onwards. Uh, But I remember standing in church And looking around, I was holding my hymn book and everyone was singing and we were all praising God. And I remember thinking, oh, this is all a lie. And it's a very black and white 10 year old viewpoint. But I remember thinking, this isn't true. Everything I've learned can't be true because these people have just hurt me. And but yet they were the ones telling me that we all love each other, but you don't love each other if if you treat people the way that I've just been treated. So this is all a lie. 
this this is no longer true to me and if I could understand and verbalize the word hypocrite <laughs> I would have but at the time I just went right that's it I turned my back on God and I shut that door and I don't think I was ever able to actually revisit or say even the word God until I went to church again at 38 so that's a pretty big gap I stopped going to church at 14 when my mum said okay it's your choice now and I was like okay I am not going uh, but my desire to remain connected to something greater than myself absolutely did not die <laughs> just because I shut the door on God I just went down a very hardcore spiritual path when I was 38 it all came back together and I was like oh it's all the same thing and I found some peace there but at this point at 10 years old that was the beginning of the seeking of something other and when I was 15 I found a self-help book on the shelf of my dad's on next to his side of the bed he had all these books and I pulled out this self-published self-help book I'm pretty sure it was by an Australian author I have no idea who the book was called get real and I can't really remember what was in it but I read that book from cover to cover I devoured it and I was like I understand this this is me I get this and that was the beginning of my education in terms of uh, textually, like reading all of these books. I was a self-help nut with all of the OG self-help gurus. So it was Louise L. Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. It was Wayne Dyer. I, I mean, obviously Deepak was in there, um, Tony Robbins. Um and also my personal favorite that I absolutely loved back then, which was feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> so here's me reading all of these books. That was my spiritual education. That was the beginning of me understanding my own mechanics internally. Um, and to the point where I remember we were on schoolies week, which is in Australia, when you graduate from high school and all your friends go away and just basically get completely fucked up. And so I remember we were drunk, drunk as skunks, maggoted out of our minds, my girlfriends and I, and I'm there trying to read them passages from You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. <laughs> and that book was my absolute Bible, like, I believed in that thing and I really did all those affirmations and I would read, okay, so now I'm experiencing this ailment. Oh, it's because of this thought process. It's related to this in my life. Oh, how could that be related to my life? So there was a curiosity there and also at that point, a lack of understanding around boundaries. I was just so excited to share what I knew that I was in trying to impress it upon my friends. And I'm so grateful that they're still my friends to this day. And I, I say to them, God, I was a weirdo. <laughs> my best friend, Casey, she always says, yeah, but you know, you were our weirdo. And I was very lucky that even though I had such a fractured home life, I had a very 
very loving group of friends who I invested in as if they were my family. So from the age of 15 to 22, basically all I read was self-help books. And then I kind of OD'd on them because every bookstore I went into, I'd go straight to the self-help section. I would pour over these books. I would, I would dream about which one I was going to buy next and which one I was going to buy next. And yeah, I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I feel like I'm done with this part of the journey. But then the journey became uh, an experiential one more than a text-based one. I'm jumping in here because I want to ask you a question. Have you ever considered coaching and energy clearing as an option to support your personal healing journey? We often turn to therapy for unpacking the past, but what about what you want to create for your future? Coaching is a great tool for defining the action steps that will move you forward, and energy clearing removes the resistance to those action steps. So my unique offering called The Blend, which is a combination of the two, can be complementary to your deep dive into past traumas with your therapist or used as a tool on its own to radically strip away the energetics that no longer serve you so you can consciously define the parameters of your life. Because most people's lives are defined by the parameters of their mind, not the other way around. Coaching and energy clearing makes conscious what is unconscious so that you're no longer a servant to your outdated protective programming, noisy thought patterns and family energetics. So if you'd like to learn more about the blend and how it could support you transitioning into a more fulfilled version of yourself and your life, go to our website, which is also listed in the show notes of this episode at www.urbanascension.co, that's C-O, not .com, and schedule a free half-hour discovery call with me. I'd love to chat about what's holding you back and how I can help you move forward. So I was at university, I was studying acting, which is a whole other conversation uh, in itself because we were studying the particular school I went to was a method school, which meant that you actually had to draw on your own personal wounds and experiences to uh, feed into your work and to expand yourself emotionally so that you can uh, meet the the needs of the character that you're playing. Um, the jury's out on whether I... <laughs> on whether I believe that is the best way to approach your acting style. But it was needed at the time and I don't regret a second of it, even though it was a pretty crazy ride. And I'll go into more of that another time. But when I was in third year, I started dating a first year and he was the first person I'd met who I was like, okay, I'm going to get over my childhood sweetheart to be with you. Um, I'd started dating my high school sweetheart at 16. We kind of were together solidly for two years and then spent about four tumultuous years breaking up. And I was trying to date other people in our breakups. I was trying to move on, but I was very much enmeshed in the codependency that was our relationship. And we were engaged in a relationship that was an emotional maturity that had an emotional maturity way beyond our young 
minds and hearts and years. It was very, very messy. And, but I met someone who I was finally like, oh, you, you're the one, I'm moving on for you. And that was a great feeling. However, all of the things that I believed were wrong with my previous relationship and my previous partner, and I thought it was all his fault, started presenting in my new relationship and very early on. And suddenly all these feelings were coming up in me and all of these experiences and thought patterns. And I was like, oh, shit, this is the same. Oh, I'm the common denominator here. This must be me. And so I immediately wanted to take responsibility for that once it clicked and I took myself off to see a somatic therapist, a kinesiologist and the university counsellor. The counsellor didn't stick. It never really has. I absolutely appreciate uh, all the people who can just hold space um, for those who need to speak and work through their um, traumas, their issues, their problems, their hardships. But for me, I need a much more aggressive approach. I like someone who will essentially just hold a mirror up to my shit and say, this is the truth. And I like to just take that in, which usually involves me breaking into a thousand pieces. And then I process it and I put myself back together and I move on. And I don't know why, but that is just how I've always operated. I throw myself into the fire. So the counselor didn't work. And the somatic therapist was great. She helped me start to process some of the actual trauma that I experienced when I was 10. But it was the kinesiologist that really stuck. I was so curious about this mind-body connection. And with kinesiology, they use muscle testing to, um, to move you, well, to, to basically bypass your brain bypass your mind so that was really cool for me because I had a lot going on upstairs I was I was stuck in loops I was stuck in negative thinkings yeah all kinds of it was a very messy loud noisy brain at that stage of my life that I was unable to shut off and I would go and I'd lay on the table and suddenly my body would be speaking for me and it was the truth it was the truth of my spirit and it was such a relief for me in a way to go okay I surrender to you my spirit my higher self you do the work here because me this little human on the table is completely fried and is happy to have a little bit of assistance here the other thing with my kinesiologist is that she was the first person I'd met who channeled um, and she would say, oh, I'm getting the message that X, Y and Z or you need this or they're telling me. And I never questioned it. I never thought it was weird. I never thought it was strange. I never even thought to go, oh, who's they? On some level, I knew. And... Of course, I had no idea at the time that I was going to grow up and mature into a healer of my own capacity with all of those abilities. 
but at the time I see that that was the poignant moment for me because I was just receiving these messages through this person who was connected to the other side as well as working with me in a capacity that completely overrode my my conscious brain and got into the real stuff in my unconscious, which is where I really wanted to work. Uh, but that journey led me uh, onto a kinesiology journey that lasted for about eight years. It lasted until I moved to America and... I would see a kinesiologist pretty much once a month, like consistently. And I had, I saw my kinesiologist in Queensland where I was studying. And then when I was working up there, I had a job at the time that allowed me to travel. I would always drop in and see her. And then at some point I realized as I became more heavily Sydney based, I needed to find a practitioner in Sydney. And so I found someone who did NOT, which is the Neurological Organization Technique, which is your basic form of kinesiology. It's called Touch for Health. And my practitioner in Queensland had operated uh, with that modality. And so I felt very comfortable with it. And so I found a practitioner in Sydney who did that. And then over the years, um, she ended up moving to Hobart. And then I found a new kinesiologist who did transformational kinesiology and that was a whole other bag that was where we really started to work on some stuff and that was really exciting but I want to circle back to me freshly graduated from university and being spat out into the world set free to make my mark and pave my way and obviously all of the support systems which we're so blessed to have in Australia like youth allowance and all of those things that financially support you to get through university uh, no longer existed and I was completely on my own in terms of you know setting up my life and as everyone is but it happened to be the time when my parents uh, announced their divorce and even though I being very intuitive had understood probably since the day I was born that this was a mismatch and it was never ultimately going to work out I was still absolutely devastated by the breakdown of my family unit in a physical sense and it coincided with me being in a relationship that wasn't even wasn't even allowed to be a relationship in public and then another woman was introduced to that mix and suddenly I was essentially everything was breaking down on all levels um and so I was I kind of went into panic mode and I thought great I've done this degree acting in absolutely nothing <laughs> it's a very inconsistent job so that also wasn't providing me any support as you know you or maybe you don't know it's it's constant audition after audition after audition and you put your heart and your hopes into these things and sometimes you book the job more than often you don't you never know where your next dollar is coming from so I had what I'm trying to set up here is I had zero consistency and so that was when I decided to really up level and get skilled so between 24 and 26 I studied Swedish massage I did Reiki one training. I studied kinesiology myself. I did NOT, Touch for Health. I studied NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And I trained as a life coach, which is kind of 
a little bit of a joke because there was no way I was in a position to coach anybody at that point in my life. However, the skills that I learned were deeply seeded in me. And I think that everything at that point that I studied was then activating me and germinating within me for when I was finally ready to pick up that path again at 37. Um, And I think that's where I'm going to wrap it up for today because as part one of my journey and then there is part two, which part two was basically um, activated by my divorce which I think um, I'm, I'm so blessed to have experienced and I'm so blessed to still be best friends with my ex and his new wife. And it's been a really beautiful journey, but it's been a harrowing one. And so I think what I'll, I will discuss in our next Metamorphosis chat is the second half of this little adventure of how I came to be where I now am, which is helping and guiding other people through their own healing processes. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you enjoyed this little foray into my life. And I will see you all next Friday. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep going on what can sometimes be a tough road to inner peace and true happiness. If you want to dive deeper into what we talked about today, go to thehealingcocoon.co for show notes and all things personal growth. And don't forget, if you're loving The Healing Cocoon, then put that love into action and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. And until next time, my friends, let's rise and shine together.